Hey, it's NPR's Book of the Day. I'm Andrew Limbong. Today's book, Soundtrack of Silence, is ostensibly a medical memoir. It's by Matt Hay, who's got this genetic condition that leads to hearing loss. And he broaches a lot of interesting ideas in this interview with NPR's Mary Louise Kelly, who is also someone with pretty significant hearing loss, by the way. Anyway, they get to talking about dealing with a slow-moving crisis, learning to lip-read, getting implants, and how music is helping him hear again. But what really struck me was how he talked about his wife and how she helped him through this. And listen, I'll be real. I find the Beatles to be kind of corny. But there's a part in this interview where Hay starts talking about listening to Here Comes the Sun with his wife that, you know, just absolutely touched me. Give it a listen after the break. This message comes from NPR sponsor Acorn TV. Acorn TV isn't just good. It's brilliant. With exceptional television from around the world. Their romances are more charming, their mysteries cozier, their noirs more gripping, and their comedies cleverer. More clever? Oh, you get it. Acorn TV is brilliant stories told brilliantly. Visit acorn.tv for a 30-day free trial with promo code NPR. So, in a nutshell, Acorn TV. Brilliant. This year will mark a decade since I realized I was going deaf. Now, I've talked about this some publicly, but for those who don't know, I have severe to profound hearing loss. I host this program, Wearing Hearing Aids in Both Ears. So it was with special interest that I picked up the new memoir, Soundtrack of Silence. The author, Matt Hay, has struggled with his hearing since he was a kid. As he grew up, his hearing got worse and then worse. In college, he found out he had NF2 neurofibromatosis type 2. It's a rare genetic condition that caused tumors to grow on the nerves that transmit sound to his brain. As his hearing disappeared, Hay found that one of the things he missed most was music, and music has also been his path back to partial hearing. Matt Hay, welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Describe the moment when you learned you were losing your hearing and you were going to fully lose it. And thus, it was irreversible. It's a very sobering moment when you come to like the acceptance of like, hey, there's this steamroller coming, and it's really far away, but eventually it's going to get here. It's almost it would be like a fun bar game to sit around with your friends and say, hey, if you had to create your greatest hits playlist for life, what would it be? It's a lot less fun when you very literally have to be thinking, what songs do I want stuck in my head for the rest of my life? Yeah. You um you do write beautifully about the very last song you heard with your own ears, George Harrison's Here Comes the Sun. Can you tell me like where you were, what you remember about hearing I it? remember a lot about that day because you know, my hearing was you mentioned your hearing last being gradual and thank you for sharing that. I think it's wonderful that you how open you've been about sharing that. But that steamroller was coming, was coming, and one day I woke up and I could just tell things were different. I went into work and everybody sounded like Charlie Brown's teacher. Something was different. And I came back home and my wife knew something was wrong because I came back home midday in a cab. And we didn't have money to be taking cabs. And so I got there and she was waiting at the door and I said, I, I think it's happening. And um, I didn't have to offer any more detail. We were at a point in our lives where you know, we hadn't been married long, but she knew exactly what I meant. And we hugged, we cried, and she's she's just a, a wonderful, wonderful person. I think anybody that reads this story will see she's the hero of the story. And she said, okay, what do you want to do? 
and we knew enough sign language and I could hear a little and read, lip read a little and that I picked that up. What do you want to do? And I thought about it for a minute. Of the, what's the last thing you want to hear? And maybe chalk this up to young love, but I chalk it up to she's got a really great laugh. The last thing I wanted to hear was the thing that made me happiest was making her laugh. Mm. I, I So we decided to go out to our favorite Mexican place. Looking back on that now, it's funny to me to think what the other patrons must have been thinking of. Like, why is she yelling such sweet things to that kid? Um, <laughs> and... Um, we went home that night, and we woke up the next day, and we had a little CD player, and every morning we woke up to Here Comes the Sun. Here comes the sun, and I it's all right. And the next day I woke up, and there was no Here Comes the Sun. And I, the best way I can describe that is I woke up that day, and sound became a memory. Huh. That was how many years ago? This was 2004. I'll explain to people you're sitting about five feet away from me. We're talking. You can hear me. How does it work? So one plus of losing your hearing slowly is you accidentally become a really good lip reader. Mm -hmm. um, I can tell you what most NFL coaches are saying on the sidelines, <laughs> um, and it's usually not very sweet. So you're the, reading my I lips. also am very fortunate that I have uh, what is called an auditory brainstem implant. So shortly after losing my hearing... We had already talked to a lot of audiologists and a lot of ENTs, and just four years prior, the FDA had approved um, an auditory brainstem implant, or an ABI. So they put this little electrode of 12 electrodes, this little fly swatter that they sew directly to your brainstem. And I had that done at the House Ear Institute in LA, which was the world's oh. leading facility for this. So the expectation was that I would hear life noises which is like oven timers and police sirens. But when you can't hear anything, oven timers and police sirens is pretty romantic. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, long story short, you've had many surgeries. Uh, you've had implants. You're, there's an external device on the left side of your head over your ear that's yep. visible. Um, you are able to partially hear. I am and the worst, this conversation now, to answer your question, is reflective of 18 years of audio rehabilitation mm. and working every day to, they said love and timers and police sirens. And four years later, I heard of and timers and police sirens. But that's where music came back into play. Is, yeah. What, what was, how did music help? Well, the prompt was at that point, we now had newborn twins. And I remember laying in bed and all of the work my wife had to do because there's so much work for her in general in that circumstance, but also with me not being able to hear her. One night, one of the babies was crying, and I couldn't tell which one, and it terrified me. And I spent a lot of time thinking, what can I do to get better because what I'm doing is not working. And I just had this notion of, well, I have these songs in my head, and I would go out running and have these songs in my head with no AirPods, just brain memory, and I thought, I wonder if listening to that music can help. What if music could become the Rosetta Stone so that my brain can tell now tell my AVI, no, no, you've got it wrong. The opening to Let It Be is bomb, bomb, bomb. After a year of that, no change. After another year of that, no change. And one day we got in the car and Nora turned on the radio. My wife, Nora, turned on the radio and then she turned it down really quickly so we could hear better when we talked. Because when I'm not there, she rocks out. And I grabbed her wrist and I said, Is this Crazy Game of Poker by OAR? Don't know what to do unless 
As I very distinctly heard, I said, Johnny, what you doing tonight? So I said, Johnny, what you doing tonight? And for the first time, we, something happened that we were told would never happen. And that, I get goosebumps telling you about this now. Yeah. I heard music. I'm, I'm deaf. I'm deaf. And I heard music. And I'm... <laughs> God, I have goosebumps thinking about what that must have been like after years it, of it, not hearing. It is, is uh, I know I tried to do it in words, but it, it's just hard to convey that moment. And how do you explain this? This is your brain relearning or finding new pathways to do something it, it is my once brain was able to do and it had to, to figure out. I wish I were a neuro neurosurgeon yeah. or a neuroscientist so I could explain the process. But what I found out afterward in getting to know some really wonderful audiologists is music therapy was being tested at the University of Texas, at Vanderbilt, some of the leading audiology programs in the country. And they were all testing it in theory. So all of a sudden, I became a, my brain became a pretty popular uh, test subject for a lot of folks that were had thought about this in theory. And I think it was really just, our brains are pretty magical. And we don't understand all that they do. But when your brain knows something, it doesn't forget. Yeah. Matt Hay. His memoir is titled Soundtrack of Silence, Love, Loss, and a Playlist for Life. This has been a real pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Here comes the sun. Here comes the sun. I say it's all right. This message comes from NPR sponsor Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell and show up exactly the way you want to. Customize your online store to your style. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash NPR. Support for NPR and the following message come from Sattva. Sattva luxury mattresses are every bit as elegant as the most expensive brands, but because they're sold online, they're about half the price. Visit com slash NPR and save an additional $200. Do you wish stories could unfold over three hours rather than three minutes? You tired of doom scrolling? Trying to find humanity? Or maybe a deeper understanding of why the world is the way it is? Listen to Embedded, NPR's original documentary series. Find us wherever you get your podcasts.